welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. Hello. Hello, everyone. As we said, we're back. Yes, this is the first of our special episodes where we're going to have a look at the, the songs that went to Eurovision, but didn't go to Eurovision. But are Eurovision. But, are, but yeah. I'm not Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we mean. We're going to have a little rundown of, uh, well, some of the highlights that we think are in the first semi-final, had we had the first semi-final. Yeah, and we're going to do it in a sort of order. Well, first, we know, we know be, first half, second half, don't we? So, yeah, yeah, there's going to be an order. It's not necessarily any object <laughs> <Yeah>. to it. <laughs> it's our order. That's it. So I'll tell so, you what, Monty, do you want to kick off? Yeah, shall we? Yeah. Shall I kick off? Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick off with Australia. Well, I, I, it was interesting. Now, we're not going to talk about the national finals. Yes. In these. Let's be clear. Taster episodes. This isn't second cherry, second cherry. Exactly. Yeah. We're just going to talk about the songs that did actually win or were selected by an internal selection. So not talking about the Australian national final, just about the winning song, Montaigne, Don't Break Me. I actually think this is a good song. I think it would have been a really nice song to have at Eurovision as well. Um, I like, it sounds like a modern pop song. There's some great lines in it. I love the analogy about, you know, you thought I was elastic, but maybe I'm just made of glass. Mm. Uh, and I just think that that's a really nice piece of phrasing in the lyrics. Um, I really like the way she presented this at the Australian national final as well but she needs to change what she's wearing because that bloody awful blue Elizabethan slash clown rough is just fucking hideous I should just say actually we don't mind about the explicit rating this year we've gone all out explicit but yes no I agree with you Monty so uh, I, I, I actually quite like the way she looked but anyway yes she's great I feel like, I know we can't talk about the national final. It's really hard not to talk about the national final. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, what I liked about her and the song was that, again, how many times do we bring this up? Authenticity. Mm-hmm. That was a song that you know she felt. Um, there were issues with the live performance, I think. Mm-hmm. But I quite like the sort of single camera thing, following it around. Oh, that was the great. The whole like, choreograph thing. Yeah. yeah, that was great. But I feel like... Her diction was a little bit off. You couldn't quite hear the the lyrics. And that's not so much her fault. The There was choreo there that was full on. You know, she was getting pushed and pulled and, and she had to work the camera, as you said, single shot. That's fine, but you, you can't, you need to be slicker than that. And, and I think actually, if that would have gone to Eurovision, we would have seen it on the Eurovision stage. As we know with Australia, they get it. They get Eurovision. They would have tightened that up. They would have made whatever necessary changes in order to make it right for grabbing the vote. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, really strong entry for them. Just a side note as well, actually, we might have some special guests on our Australian episodes of Cherry. We're going to try, we're not sure, but we're going to try and get some special guests, but more on that later. Yes, indeed. We're not going to talk about every song, we're just going to pick out a few that we think are worthy of note. So the next one I'm skipping to is Ireland, okay. which was Story of My Life by Leslie Rock. Now, there was no national final for this, so we can talk a little bit about how the song came into being. And there was lots and lots of rumours this year. And of course you had the um, the big um, artistic creative um, outlet, I can't remember what they're called now, that were going to, to do a staging for her. So we had that tri- trailed, and it was this big sort of who's 
it going to be with you? It's going to be an LGBT act. And um, there was, do you remember that group that was touted as the rumoured that they might be there called ELM? And yeah. they had that fantastic song called Golden. I mean, for me, that would have made an amazing Eurovision entry. So when this was selected as the Irish entry, I was a little bit disappointed. I have to say I really liked it on first hearing. But it went downhill for me quite quickly after that. I think it's such a shame we're not going to get that big planned Eurovision creative performance because it really needed it. I think the performances that we've had, a couple that were you know recorded in nightclubs, the one on the Late Late Show, they just haven't showcased this song off to its best ability, I think. Quite like the sort of the fresh approach from the Irish this year, though. Um, I think she would have struggled to qualify, though. The yeah. song was not that contemporary. Yeah, I think I agree with you. That is not... It's a step forward for Ireland, thank God. Because it's been a while, actually. I think probably 2013 is when I've really liked an Irish song mm-hmm. since 2013. So um, good to see them kind of back in the sphere of credible song. Don't come for me, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I no, I agree with you. There's nothing to add really to that. Is that I, I think it's great to see LGBTQI plus representation. Uh, the song, uh, yeah, let's just say hope, maybe she would have made it to the final. Hopefully she would have. We'll never know. Next one is one of the favourites, actually. The pre-contest favourites and will always remain pre-contest now as well. Uh, it's Lithuania, The Roop and On Fire. Yeah, so this was, as some of you who might follow us on social media have seen, uh, I went to the national final to cover it. Really, again, not going to talk about the national final. That, that conversation comes later down the line. But a different kind of entry it had a quirkiness to it, but wasn't a novelty slash joke act. There was a quirkiness to the group. Of course, we're all going to be talking about the dance, that dance. When you compare it to other songs that would have been at Eurovision, it was going to get put in the same basket as a couple of other entries, one we're about to talk about, both of them we're about to talk about, actually. So, you know, we I think it would have lost the duel or duels with certain other countries. I think you're right. I don't really like this at all. It really got on my nerves before it won the national final. So I wasn't particularly pleased when it won. Um, it's just, I think for me, it ran that risk of being judged and written off a bit as a joke entry, as a novelty entry. And I don't think it is that no, at all. No, it's not. But it got on my tits, really. <laughs> To be perfectly honest. But here's the thing, you know, it was number one in Lithuania. The local, well, I'd say local, like it's small. The national, the the Lithuanians loved it, got behind it. It deserved to go to Eurovision. It absolutely won everything it could have won in order to get there. Mm. So, you know, it's a shame that, uh, again, we're not going to see on the Eurovision stage, but maybe we'll see them next year. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. And we'll talk about the impact of the Lithuanian final uh, when we get to that episode this year. Yeah. North Macedonia. This was one of the latest, last songs to be revealed, actually, by Vasil. We knew that Vasil was coming, backing singer from previous years. I was really looking forward to um, to this song. I'm a little bit disappointed by it, though. Yeah. Um, the There was a, a great song by him um, that he did 
um, he had a hit with last year and it has a kind of a bit of a kind of more ethnic flavour to it that kind of sort of almost not quite turbo folk that uh, comes from that part of the world but that kind of sort of you know, feeling to it it's absolutely brilliant and I was really looking forward to something um, a little bit like that is it Patavan? It Patavan. is Patavan. Yes. yes, that's the one. Um, if you haven't heard that, have a, a listen to it. It's a cracking little song. So I was hoping we were going to get something like this. If Macedonia carry him forward to next year, I hope that they maybe have a little rethink about the kind of song that they send for him, because that's exactly the kind of thing I would love to see him be with at Eurovision. I'm going to say it in the, say the same thing, but in a different way. You got the right artist this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. Did you have the right song? Not quite sure about that. Not that it was a bad song, actually. I have to say, you know, it was a, it was the right artist, probably the wrong song, but again, credible. But then, you know, you need to be more than just credible nowadays. Yes, I'd like to see him back. I'd like to see him in that little jaunty leather crown that he wears. That is way too much clothing for my liking. <laughs> I would quite like, <laughs> like to see <laughs> Let's not do stereotypical. Let's nice face. Yeah, let's not. No, let's. <laughs> Good looking guy. Very talented. Well, you know, part of our second cherry team is Russell. We can probably have a quiet word with him <laughs> to say. <laughs> not that we'd be trying to influence any act at all. Yeah. You understand. Uh, moving on to Russia. So Russia. I mean, this was. Well, it was a little big announcement when Little Big were announced as the the, the artists for Russia. Yeah. It's big news. I mean they had that um huge hit um with the, the sort of quirky dance routine on. I'm doing the quirky dance routine, but you can't yeah. see that. <laughs> Once he's dancing right in front of me, I know. I'm not quite carrying off. But yeah, I mean this was big news and I think this I think it's fair to say that when the song hit it made quite a splash as lots of people really liked this and thought it had the potential to do really, really well. Yeah, I agree. I think this would have been, we talked about Lithuania before, I think this would have trumped that quirkiness in the quirkiness stakes. And I think they would have staged it however they needed to stage it. You know, we know Russia are going to bring it every single time. They would have thrown money at it. Yeah, not a winner for me. I can say that. I don't think it would have won Eurovision. I agree. I think the juries would have voted it down. And yeah. I think Russia deals does still struggle with a little bit of that. Not necessarily that there'll be tactical voting. I just think that there are some blocks about Russia when people think about the country. And you know, I think it's it's difficult to separate the country and some of its politics true. Um, from your objective vision of the song. I think that is difficult for for some people. And it would be remiss of us not to mention the video that kind of got dug up about the lead singer who a few years ago now was, I don't know, it was a homophobic video about gay pride in Belgium, I think it was. Yeah, he was he was visiting a pride march and he was, um, there was sort of, you know, some joking going on about um, gay people. There was, you know, some of it was really quite unpleasant. There is a reading of that video, though, as a kind of sort of... Um, slightly ironic trying to take the piss trying to be a bit edgy trying to be a bit of spoof of a homophobe it's 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 the kind of humor that's you know if it is humor is quite subjective i don't think it's landed very well with a western audience um i think people you know really thought that this was just 
complete um, a complete attack on gay people rather than it being a, a supposed spoof of somebody who's homophobic. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that would have given done them many favors. Well, here's my thinking on this. It's problematic. It is a it's a problematic video, and I think we should leave that there. But it's um, it's a shame. I agree, and actually, it is a shame because when the video for the song broke, people were reading all sorts of things into it. Um, you know, there was a, sort of a pink and blue color scheme, which people were saying, "Oh my God, are they sort of subliminally promoting a, a pro-trans message because yep. it's the the colors of the trans equality flag?" And also that the uh, the dancer um, was said to look like the uh, the Chechen leader, the one who's uh, rabidly homophobic and were they spoofing him as well so I think people had this kind of beacon of hope from it yeah make your own opinions but uh, that would have been hilarious because he that was not by chance he that looked like that Chechen leader for sure Hmm. anyway moving on the next one we're going to talk about is well I just want to drop in on Belgium a little bit actually Um, Hooverphonic were one of the first acts to be chosen and they're probably one of the biggest names in terms of you know lots of people have heard of them lots of people knew their stuff i was a bit disappointed by this so it's kind of like it's a classy song but belgium had that classy song a couple of years ago when everybody thought they were going to do really well and they they faltered in the semi-final so I don't know how well Hooverphonic would have done now are they they're one of the acts that have been confirmed for coming back next year I think I think so again it's a similar thing you look at you hear about an artist because we knew Hooverphonic before we knew the song right yes you hear about an artist that's this is our entry you think oh great immediately you are googling learning everything about them you want to know what you know what songs what's their type of song and so when they released their entry release me it was a little bit disappointing because you kind of felt like this was well-trodden ground before and by Belgium before. It's a Bond theme, a low-rent... That sounds quite nasty. I don't mean it like that, but it is, it is a low-rent Bond theme. Mm. Obviously, you can't just write a Bond theme like that. It does, t- it does take musical knowledge and experience to write a Bond theme. It's quite difficult to write, actually. But when you're grabbing votes at Eurovision, there's providence for this. You mm-hmm. don't get them. You just don't get them. The only Bond theme-ish song that has ever really done that has been Rise Like a Phoenix and this is not that. <laughs> yeah. Now they were they were applauded for doing something which is their style and not doing something for Eurovision. What's your thoughts on that? Doing something that is your style as opposed to doing something tailor-made for Always, Eurovision. always do your style. Yeah? Yeah, always. Because look, if you're going to go if you want to go to Eurovision to win then that needs some thought. Does my is my style? I don't think there's one. There's, I think there's a style that is never going to win Eurovision. I feel like if you send the best version of something, it's mm. going to stand a chance. Interesting. And that's my that's my thing. Yeah. There might be there might be some slight heavy metal might not ever win Euro. Although mm. we had Lordy, and yeah. that's a while. But I don't know. There, there's a there's a there's a way which every genre can win Eurovision. That's what I'm saying. Actually. Yeah. Okay. How you deliver that is ooh, it all depends. I do I, I do feel like in modern day Eurovision, modern day contest, you the first thing you need to aim for is authenticity, mm-hmm. and then you build on that as a foundation. I suppose that's. 
that's probably where I'd start. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think it's... I don't want to say you should try and second-guess what's going to win Eurovision. And I think if we look back to songs like Scooch for the United Kingdom, I think they are songs that the public would still think, oh, isn't that really Eurovision? But I think this is a hard contest to write for now. I think, you know, you should be bringing something which is thought out and something which is understanding what the contest is today. Um, but I think authenticity is the key. I'm not sure that Hooverphonic style would have cut it in the contest. And I think if I'd been there, I would have given it a little bit more thought as to what I was writing for. But I think it, it is it's about writing for authenticity and keeping who you are rather than just writing what you think is going to be a Eurovision style song. Yeah, agreed. So the next song is Israel. And uh, Eden Eleni Fekelebi, what's your thoughts on that? I love this. Mm. It was really jolly. I think it, you know, it seemed to add a bit of kind of upbeat fun um, at a time when the selections didn't look as though they were necessarily going to provide that. It's only really towards the end that some of those songs came in and started to make it more of a vintage air than it was looking about halfway through. Um, and Israel was one of them for me. I thought she was just really you know, fun, she brought happiness, she brought joy. And this would have been something I would have been really looking out for um, in rehearsals and uh, see how it performed. You know the Israelis will stage the shit out of that. You know that she can perform because you, we had a national final um, of sorts, but it was a national final. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, we can talk about this now because she found out about the cancellation of Eurovision whilst on a news show talking about going to Eurovision. Yeah, she just found out before. She, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's what, yeah. And so, and they're really probing her and she got upset and it was just really upsetting to see actually because you think, these are the type of people, me personally as a fan of Eurovision, this is what I want to see at Eurovision. I want to see people going excited to be at mm-hmm. Eurovision and then to find out that they're not going then to get upset. You know, obviously I don't want to see people upset but I like that. She really, really was looking forward to it. I don't know whether she'll get a chance again. Who knows what Israel are going to do? I don't know, but such a shame. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, watching someone get upset, they couldn't go to Eurovision. I kind of felt, felt for her a bit there. Mm-hmm. Somebody else that I think I feel really feel for and not going to Eurovision is the next artist we're going to talk about. Ooh. And it's Destiny from Malta uh, with all of my love. Oh, Destiny... I mean, it was her destiny for Eurovision because, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's be honest, X Factor, she won X Factor. You know, you know, you look at that lineup at X Factor, they they have really strong singers in, Mon- in Malta. They wanted destiny, though. You know, yeah. everybody's like, we, they've been priming her. She did junior. She was back in singer last year. Mm-hmm. And so this was her time, fine to step forward. And actually, that song one of the best songs in the whole thing it's in my top three four five maybe mm-hmm. yeah for sure she don't know when was the last time Malta came top three at Eurovision I'm trying to quickly wrap my brain now but basically this was one of their best prospects for a very very strong finish in years I think I agree with you I think it was um, a fantastic song and um gutted that she's not going to go with it there are a few songs that i'm not disappointed to lose this year but there are some songs that i really am disappointed to lose and uh, this is one of them i'm just checking they last came third 
in 2016 in the semi-final <laughs> with Walk on Water at Oscar. Oh, uh, the last time they came in the top three before that was uh, Chiara. And then Iwanosko before that as well. So wow. it's only really Kiara and uh, Iwanosko and possibly Destiny who could revive Malta's fortunes. <clears throat> Iwanosko was uh, the mentor for Destiny in X Factor, I think, this year. Oh, was she? I think so, because oh, she sang okay. one of her songs during X Factor. Go and Google that, because actually Destiny is a star. She she, she, she yeah. She's... I really... I've got a funny feeling they'll bring her back next year. I have as well. They haven't uh, confirmed that. No, no, no. As we're writing, as we're... Um, we know nothing right now. Yeah, they, they haven't confirmed that as we're recording this. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they, if they see her back. I think she's a, a long-term project for them. So, the next song. Now, here's the thing. Not my favourite song, I have to say. I don't understand. There's a lot of hype about this song. This is Norway... Uh, the song is Attention by Eureka Brandstorp. Don't get it. It's very good, solid pop song. And when you look at the other songs that are part of that whole national final, we'll talk about that down the line. Yeah, I'm very surprised this was a convinced, convincing winner. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised as well, but people seem to be so behind her. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't really work it out. There's a, something in this which sits uncomfortably with me because... You know, have we not moved on from the days when a woman is is singing about, you know, what have I got to do to make you like me? Okay. You know? And there's something about it which just, it just grates on me that we've still got a song that's coming from that position. You know, I'd rather see a different kind of subject matter. I'd rather see a song which is empowering in a different way. I just don't feel like this is at all. So yeah, this for me is, it, it just is nothing. The song is okay. But, yeah, nothing really more than that for me. Yeah, I think she's she's great. Uh, I know we say that all the time. We said it so many times last year in the last series. We're gonna, I think we're going to say it a lot, you know, this year. But she's great. But the song, I, it was one of those songs you think is really well produced, well sung. And, but then what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, don't get why there was so much love for it. And why it won, actually. Well, we'll dissect that national final when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, for now, let's move on. The next song that we want to highlight briefly is Romania. Alcohol you. Alcohol you when I'm drunk. Which is quite often, actually. By Roxham. Yeah. So this is the anthem of Second Cherry. Of <laughs> <laughs> as, as Monty just picks up his beer to take a swig and I'm going to take <laughs> a swig of my wife. Cider, actually. Thank you very much. Sorry, cider. Yes. I mean, what's the diff? I'll call you later and yeah. tell you how it's going. <laughs> so that's weird to me. In straight up, that's weird to me. Alcohol you when I'm drunk. Oh, it gets on my end. It really does. There's lots that's irritating this year. That was something. But I just don't like that play on words. It's bloody awful. It's clumsy. No. And there's quite a lot of other cliches there throughout the lyrics as well. I just... I really wasn't taken by this at all. This is one of the songs I'm not um, unhappy to lose. Yeah, I mean, I I actually, I didn't watch the national final live. Obviously, I had other duties. But um, let's say this. It was a step up, I think, from last year. I didn't have a problem with last year, winner, by the way. But I do think they, they there was thought process here. We're going to take this young current star with a young current song. But yeah, 
I felt like uh, well, we'll talk about what went down in the national final. Yes. Um, in the in their episode, but yeah, slightly disappointed by Romania. I feel like the the concept was all there, the idea and the approach was there. I don't think this was a song. I think there was another song that was better, but we'll talk about that. Mm. Moving swiftly on to Ukraine. Oh my God! I, this is a song I'm very gutted to lose because yeah. I love this. I love the blend of the traditional singing style with really contemporary music, and I just think that this would have been it would have been so interesting to see how this did. That vocal singing style they do it's common in many of the Eastern European countries. So we saw Poland bring it um, a couple of years. Um, back, but also um, Bulgaria, um, the Bulgarian folk tradition relies a lot on this kind of sort of um, style of singing. White voice. They, I think it's white voice in Poland. I'm not sure if it's what, what it's called in um, in Bulgaria. Okay. But I'm I'm familiar with it from um, Kate Bush using the uh, Trebolgarka three uh, Bulgarian. Uh, folk singers in her work and I've listened to a lot of their work and I've listened to a lot of that kind of Bulgarian choral work and I just think it's absolutely gorgeous so to bring that style of uh, music into Eurovision for me is just a joy an absolute joy and to do it in an interesting way like they did and there is so much to talk about about the Ukrainian final and how contemporary and off the wall it was and at times but this was just a really good winner from a really good final, I thought. Yeah, I've not spoken to anyone about this. I have picked my cherry for Ukraine immediately. I love the song that I've chosen as my. But anyway, um, but th- this song, I uh, I didn't like Poland last year as such. It it did great on me. I think this though has been dressed up and produced in a slightly different way because it's not so traditional. It's contemporary. White voice, not whether we're right or wrong in saying that, but you know that that style of vocal, I didn't like it last year. I love it this year. I really, really think this could have done very well. I think this was a bit of a dark horse. Yeah, indeed. But we'll never know. Yeah, and actually, the Polish example of it, Tulisa. Oh, were they called? Were they called Tulisa or something like what that? that so? <laughs> she's that's <laughs> Tulia. Tulia, whatever they're called. I didn't like their version of it. It's the, it's the singing style I was commenting on rather than the execution of the song. Sure. I don't think they did a very good execution of the song, but that singing style, that vocal style, is the thing I love. So we've been through most of the songs that we're going to highlight, but we've left two to last, and that's because they're our picks of the first semi final. So, Matt, do you want to go first and tell us what your pick is? I do, yeah. My favourite, and I never thought I'd say this because I have that melody festival and sort of fatigue that everyone else seems to have, but I still think it is officially the best national final because, you know, it's so well produced, etc, etc. But the song this year, uh, The Mummers and Move, for me, it's just liquid sunshine. Fire. 
it's pure joy it is authentic mm. they sing it brilliantly there was this really lovely video of Anna Bergendahl saying oh my god they absolutely deserve to win they are the best singers in this competition this year they are streets ahead you know she was really complimentary about them and it just kind of really concurred what, what they were saying because look it's Europe you know they uh, we have lots of different cultures in Europe um, it would would have been lovely to see three black women on stage singing about look at us everybody wants to move like us and it, it, I don't know I just I really like the optics of it all and the song was it just makes me happy it just makes me happy I had to say actually so my uh, work have like a Google Hangouts while we're all working from home and they have a song of the day and then I piped up and said let me do the song of the day tomorrow and they're like oh don't do a Eurovision song I was like it's absolutely going to be a Eurovision song <laughs> and I chose the mummers and move and everyone was like oh my god that is so much fun oh my god it's so oh I love it I love it I'm like yeah you do so I love the song I think it's good fun it's what we need right now I think if it went to Eurovision I don't think it would have won but I think it would have been very interesting where that would have come I think it would have done quite well in the in the telly vote I think it would have done quite well as well I mean it's not my favourite song but um, there was something about it which was exactly that joyous and I think it was quite joyous that it was an unexpected winner you know who knew they were first sing in the first semi-final yes who knew that with 27 songs to go we already had our winner you know I, I was a bit surprised it won but I think you know they were they were so well liked last year when they backed John Lundvik they really sort of you know they elevated his performance and song so much I think you know there was that that sort of um, that recognition there for them and I think you know for me Melody Festival was under par this year so I think you know with the lack of anything else really standing out with the exception maybe of Dotter um, who I think would have done really well at Eurovision um, I can see why people back this. Mm. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a happy song. It is. So that's what I think. Mm. What's your favourite? Well, my favourite is a song that, well, so mythical and so legendary, we didn't even know if we were going to get it. <laughs> we should actually say that um, this was a demo that went round. Some people had heard this song and have been hearing this song for a while now. Yeah. We weren't sure where it was going to end up. There was rumours of different countries trialling it, have, you know, recording it and passing it on or whatever. I don't know. But it's in, it, we did get it. We got it for Azerbaijan. And it's Cleopatra. And it sounds something like this. And it sounds like this. It's bonkers. I just love it. It's just got all of the elements 
of a bagging pop song. An absolute banger. And I know people are hating that word, but it's an absolute banger. And I am gutted that we're not going to get to see this on stage. They could have gone so over the top with this. I think the temptation when you were thinking about the staging would have been to just throw everything at it and I would have hoped that they resisted none of it because <laughs> I really, really wanted to see a completely over the top. I wanted to see full Liz Taylor coming into Rome <laughs> on his sphinx being carried on a sedan chair. I wanted to see the whole lot swinging incense. No, just... Amazing. I messaged you and was like, oh my God, you know, this is da-da-da, da-da-da, and they, they need to be careful because then this might happen, that might happen. And this long text, and Monty was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted them to absolutely just, you know, over the top the hell out of it completely. But we're not going to ever get it. I mean, I, we don't at the minute know at the time of recording. We might have more information by the time you're listening to this about what the EBU's plans are for this programming around celebrating the songs this year. Now, they've been clear that it's programming across their social media and other channels, so we don't actually know whether it's actually a TV program or some, you know, series of products which they're going to put out there. Um, But I would love to see a big on full-scale production number of this and you know if you're not limited by six people on stage (gasps) why not just you know totally go for it yeah it'd be amazing i think because of that sort of because i'd heard the demo quite early on and because i was aware that it was kind of being toed and froed between a couple of countries at least and there was just that sense of we're going to lose it to Eurovision. We're not going to get it. And then, of course, it leaked online, so it was public. And I thought, well, if it doesn't get chosen now, it might never get chosen because, you know, of the fact that it's been in the public domain. So I was really, really pleased when it finally, finally dropped um, for Azerbaijan. But then fate has overtaken it again. And so we're not going to hear it on the Eurovision stage formally at least, and certainly not in competition. So, yeah, lost forever, yeah, except to us. I mean, we've got the song forever, obviously, but we've got, you know, no sense of how it would have done. No. As we haven't for any of these songs, this is pure speculation. Yeah. But I hope you've enjoyed our little romp through the first semi-final. Um, we're going to be back next week. Next week. Yeah, with the uh, second semi-final rundown, picking up some of the highlights of that. Yeah, so with that then, we'll just say goodbye and join us next week if we're not we could still be locked down in coronavirus land and we don't we even know we recorded. we are recording this very early I'm not going to tell you very early so uh, but yeah who knows so you could be listening to this and you're on lockdown so stick with us and stay at home yeah well yeah we don't even know everything's I don't know what the advice is going to yeah, be yeah maybe it's go out go out we'll stay in I don't know uh. <laughs> everything's changing daily here no. yeah. don't, or, die. Or, or, yeah, don't die that's the that's the Oh, we just said it. Okay. So look, uh, yeah, stay safe, whatever, and you definitely will see us next week. Hear us at least. Well, yeah, yeah, and that. Well, we might put a picture up we'll, as well. We'll, let's, let's, we'll do a video. <laughs> okay, fabulous. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye.